You may find this hard to believe, but 60 songs that explain the 90s, America's favorite poorly named music podcast is back with 30 more songs than 120 songs total. I am your host, Rob Harvilla, here to bring you more shrewd musical analysis, poignant nostalgic reveries, crude personal anecdotes, and rad special guests, all with even less restraint than usual. Join us once more on 60 Saws That Explain the 90s every Wednesday on Spotify. It's the Ringer Gambling Show, presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back, and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like 3-Minute Markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus, and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100 Gambler. Visit rg-help.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's roll, baby. Welcome in. It is a Friday edition of East Coast Bias. And so much for the Eastern Conference Finals coming to a close early. We will have a Game 6 on Saturday night. We will have some Memorial Day weekend basketball to dissect as we welcome in Joe House, Raheem Palmer, John Jastrzemski, and House, so much for getting those points with the Miami Heat. Raheem, to his credit, put it in our group chat, and I didn't see it because I was doing 10 zillion other things before the game started. And he goes, I think Miami is the square dog of the night and the square dog of the NBA postseason. And House, he nailed that to a T, didn't he? Of course. I mean, it was a great night for the Sharps. The the tickets earlier in the day, I'm on the Action Network. Raheem's former colleagues, they showed out that the uh, the number of tickets on the Heat was under 20%. It was like 18%. I mean, on the, on the Celtics. On the Celtics. Uh, was was under 20%, but the money was over 33%. So that means the bigger money was coming in on the Celtics covering the bigger line. And the Sharps, you know, Dream walked us through the model. We, we did this on, 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 on the East Coast Bias on FanDuel TV on, on Wednesday's show, Wednesday's pod. And, you know, the numbers bore out. Now, it got a little tight at the end. There was a couple shots like, that the Heat could have knocked down. But this is how it goes. This is why the numbers uh, are, are where where they're at. And look, the the most important thing is we have weekend basketball. That's really the only thing I care about, JJ. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's nothing like Memorial Day basketball. Like, I mean, my, one of my fondest memories is you know the M- M- Memorial Day weekend when Reggie Miller hits the three pointer over Jordan. Um, wow, so that's a, you know what, Raheem, that's a great one to bring up because <laughs> I literally was rewatching the Last Dance last night. And that was the episode that I was watching. That epic best of seven 98 Eastern Conference Finals where I 
believe it or not, it's going to sound like a heresy as a Nick fan saying it was rooting for Reggie Miller. I was rooting for Reggie Miller because I had so much Bulls fatigue at that point in time. But yeah, dude, that's a great call. And dude, like that brings me back to like my childhood, Jordan Miller, the Knicks every year felt like we're playing on Memorial Day weekend. So amen to that, Raheem. As much as I'm disgusted by the idea that I got to see more 3-0 stuff with the Celtics now being tied to the 0-4 Red Sox, amen to Memorial Day weekend basketball, sir. I'm sorry. You continue. Nah, nah. It's all good. I mean, but it's, I mean, it's so interesting. You know, like I was saying the other day on East Coast Bias that the Celtics would probably be 50% fa- um, to, to win game six. But it's looking like, you know, they're even greater because FanDuel actually opened the Boston Celtics at minus three. They're minus two and a half point favorites now against the Miami Heat. And the Miami Heat, they look like they're running out of horses. I mean, you got Gabe Vincent, um, her, I mean, Kyle Lowry is just looking like a shell of his former self. So what do you guys think of game six? Well, I think that's the concern from a Miami perspective. And it looks like, House, the Celtics have unlocked something. And... We've seen the Celtics have these games where you wonder, well, what in God's name is going on? But they were able in the Philadelphia series to turn it on in game six and game seven. This series did down 0-3. But what has changed? To me, it's two things. They're hitting a three-point shot. And in game five, that's the best defense I've seen the Celtics play all postseason. They got after it. They were disruptive. Yes, you want to say it's a byproduct of Miami not having Vincent. Sure. You want to tell me it's a byproduct of Kyle Lowry looking like a corpse once again. Sure. Like, I I can agree to that. But I don't want to get away from what I saw with my own eyes, which is Boston playing a much different level of defense and how's closer to the defense we saw from the Celtics last year when they made it all the way to the NBA Finals. So two elements to that. And, and, you know, sometimes... Uh, the obvious answer is the right answer. And Charles Barkley, in his infinite wisdom, this is Chuck wisdom, he said it, when Boston plays right, they win. They're, they're the better team. They have superior depth. When they rotate right, when they go hard properly, when they come out with a proper aggression and force, one side element to that, and for sure the Celtics capitalized on the Vincent injury, was the Derek White minutes. He came out in particular aggressive on the offensive end, and I think that fuels him in particular on the defensive end. And Jimmy Butler in the, in his uh, post-game press conference talked about how Boston packed the paint and, you know, they had very active hands. They were able to force turnovers without fouling. And once again, they win the turnover battle. Battle Dream just mentioned it. And, you know, they turned those turnovers in, into opportunities. The ball was moving beautifully. And I like it when you see Jason Tatum go to the hole in the first half. I don't like it when he's standing out there settling for threes. I like it when, he, you know, it's always a 50-50 for him. He has a choice. He's staring at the basket. He's like, do I go? I like it when he goes. He doesn't have to do it every time because he gets some good looks. But that aggression, the rest of the team feeds off of it. It creates offensive rebounds. Um, Haralabob was, you know, in his uh, usual way, was putting out some great data for us. Take that for data, JJ. But, you know, their <laughs> offensive, the number of times they were crashing the boards produced a, a offensive rebound kind of efficiency. But, man, it, look, this is, this is 
down to bodies. It's a war of attrition. Miami doesn't have enough bodies. You can't start Lowry. He's dragging half a leg. And, you know, it really comes down to this Gabe Vincent thing, which is kind of funny and weird to say. But the hero injury, at some point, you know, um, injuries in the NBA tend to catch up with teams over the course of, 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 a, of a playoffs. And this might be that moment. So it's about to get sexy, fellas. It's about to get real hot in this house. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I'm so glad that you mentioned um, the data that Haralabob actually put out. You know, he actually put out a graph that shows the difference between points per shot and expected points per shot. And out of the four conference finals teams, Boston had the highest discrepancy between points per shot and expected points per shot. And obviously, Boston's expected points per shot was the highest, but they just weren't converting on those. And I think you saw, you know, both of these teams shooting well above and well under expectation. You look at the Celtics, I mean, through the first three games of this series, they were shooting 29% from three. And tonight, they come out in the first quarter and they're 7 of 12 from three. And I think the one thing about this Celtics team is that, you know, even though they played good defense tonight, they forced a ton of turnovers. They, they, they forced six turnovers in the first quarter and got 10 points off of those turnovers. A lot of times, what you see from this Celtics team is that when they're not hitting shots, they lose the process. For whatever reason, you know, if they're not making shots, they start to get lazy on defense and they stop doing the little things. And that's not something that we saw under Ime Udoka. So it'll be interesting to see if in game six or if this goes to game seven, if they're not hitting their shots, will they lose that same process? Will they continue to, you know, pack the paint and enforce those turnovers? Um, Because, I mean, obviously Miami, they just didn't do what they needed to do offensively these last two games. But, you know, a big part of the success for the Celtics the last couple of games is that they're finally starting to make some of those open threes. I'm not surprised, guys, that Boston, after winning game four, obviously was able to go and win game five. I thought it'd be a little bit more of a challenge just knowing the nature of the Heat and how competitive and how feisty they have been this entire postseason and really over the last couple of years. But the war of attrition is the problem. House hit on it a few moments ago. And Raheem, I think one of the major storylines before we take a break and identify our leans for game number six, and we'll take a look at the line, the series price, and all that good stuff. You got to tell me if Gabe Vincent is playing in game six. Now, I wonder if Miami's saying, listen, we're probably not getting game five on the road anyway. Let's try to get him an extra day of rest. Hopefully, he can come back and give us some major minutes in game six. But that's something that I'm looking at when I'm evaluating this game. I got to know if Gabe Vincent's playing because if he's not, man, that's a tough sell. It'll make me go and take the Miami Heat. It's tough. Yeah, I mean, without a doubt, I I don't think the the Miami Heat can live with Kyle Lowry starting or playing 30 minutes. They just can't. And, you know, uh, the one thing we did see before game five tonight was Tyler Harrell was putting up some shots, but I don't know if he's going to be ready. So they're really going to need Gabe Vincent for game six if they expect to win this game. All right, boys, let's take a quick break. And I'm going to tell you the serious price now that has come out on FanDuel. And we have an official Game 6 line that Raheem just hit on, and we'll try to figure out how we're going to play this game. We will be playing it. That's coming up next. This baseball season, get more thrills out of every at-bat on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. 
Just go to FanDuel.com slash gamblers. Sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 in bonus bets if you don't win. So, Yankees future, Mets future right now. 12 to 1 and 16 to 1. Best value you've gotten on those two teams in a while. It's asking a lot, but it's a good number. I think you're finally now getting a good price on both New York teams, maybe to go and make some noise come October. And I will be at Yankee Stadium on Friday night. And you can take this to the bank. I will be betting Anthony Rizzo to hit a home run. He's been good to me when I go to Yankee Stadium in the past. We will uh, take care of that Friday against the San Diego Padres. So you want to stay tuned. And we hit our dinger Tuesday, Cedric Mullins bet from last week. So maybe we got something cooking with that. You can wager on everything from the money line to hits to which pitcher will lead the league in strikeouts. Plus, with FanDuel's fast payouts, you can get your winnings the same inning. So swing for the fences with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash gamblers to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued. It's non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Gamblinghelplinema.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts. Visit www.mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369 in New York. 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. So, Raheem, I got to give you credit for this. The series price now as we speak. Miami, minus 130. The Celtics, plus 110. So really, game five, there was an opportunity to maybe get a little bit of value with the Celtics. We didn't want to do it, but that 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 price has fallen dramatically, dude. Now it's basically pick them again. 
Yeah, I, I mean, the, the, the crazy thing about it is that, you know, this game six number actually opened up higher than I expected. Like, I mean, like I said before, I thought the Celtics were going to be 50, like 50% to win game six. But I mean, at minus 136, it's a little higher than that. I mean, so, I mean, they're basically saying that the Celtics are going to win this series at this point in time. I mean, they're they're plus 110 and they're going to be huge favorites in game seven. I mean, we already know teams who were at home in Game 7 win 71% of the time. But, I mean, we could see a Game 7 line that's equal to the opening line of Game 1 or Game 2. They were minus, minus 10 in Game 1. So this is a really interesting thing. I mean, I think there, I, there's a couple of ways I would approach it. Okay. So you tease us there. A couple of different ways you'd approach it. How would you approach it? Okay. So for me, like, as opposed to just... if Like, a lot of times when a team is on the road for game six and they're down three to two, I per I personally like to play the series and get plus money because we all know that teams who, you know, they're at home for game seven, they're winning 70% of the time. So as opposed to laying an inflated number in game six, give me the series price. So, so that's basically how I- you're saying, and I we did this with the Sixers uh, Celtics series and it worked to our advantage. I think Alice and I both played it that way. If you like Boston, Take them plus 110. That way, if there is a game seven, instead of you sitting there saying, do I want to lay eight? Do I want to lay eight and a half? Do I want to lay four to one on the money line? I got a plus 110 ticket in my hand. I like that right here. Yep. I like that. Yeah. And then the other way I would approach it now, I'm a little wary of this. I would sprinkle something on the Celtics to win the NBA finals at plus 290. Now, I'm a little wary of this because you guys know I have the game seven theory about how teams, you know, they 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 come out after a seven game series, they typically lose game one and they typically lose the series. So I'm a little wary of that. But the biggest thing for me is that we all see the war of attrition that the Miami Heat are going through. So if you were to take the Celtics at plus 290 right now to win the NBA finals, you got to remember, they're going to have home court advantage in the NBA finals. So, and you look at that line, it's probably going to be around minus 130 either way. So if you took the Celtics and they win these next two games, you could you could probably work off that position in the NBA Finals. So I would be looking at the Celtics to win the Eastern Conference Finals if you like them in Game 6, and I would sprinkle something on them to win the NBA title. So I, I love the strategy. I love both legs of it, and we have recent precedent to point to with one exception. We can look at the Milwaukee series last year where Boston lost game five and then had to win game six and game seven. And there is something about this Tatum-Brown combo that for sure, you know, they're 4-0 in elimination games in, in these playoffs now. Um, there's something about them. They do rise to the occasion. They do rise to the moment. Very impressive for two young guys. The, the obvious problem is in the history of the NBA, it's never been done. So, you know, you got to get over that small point, but I'm prepared to do it. I mean, I, I think it's fine. It's why it was such a, you know, a, a good discussion on Wednesday's show about, you know, if something weird's going to happen, it feels like it might be this year. Cause this is the year where with all of the load management, the way that Miami came into these playoffs, the way that Miami's beaten teams, there is, uh, at some point, a check that needs to get cash associated with that. 
And I think the Celtics might be, look, I, I, I'll, I'll just stop. I'll leave it at that. I'm going to play it the way the dream just recommended, which is to bet Boston at plus money on the, the, the series price at this juncture. I already have plenty of exposure to them. And at the beginning of the series, JJ, we went through this and I'm still mad at you. I'll get over it though. We had the opportunity to buy into Miami at, at four to one odds to win the series. They were plus 400 to win the series. So I have a nice hedge position sitting here right in front of me. So I'm going to play it the way the dream advises. Well, if Boston wins game six house, I'm not saying you're going to get four to one odds in a potential game seven, but you will find yourself in an even better hedge position if this series goes back to Beantown on Monday night. Now, here's how I'm playing this, guys. You know I have a Nuggets ticket to win the championship. You know I ended up investing in Miami at 15-1 to during the Knicks series. I thought it was a good number. I said, let me get involved here. Okay, did that. Feel good about that. I have nothing with the Celtics. Here's what I'm going to do. And this might be a little lame, and you guys can mock me for it, but that's okay. I think Miami's winning game six. And I just have a feeling. Uh, sometimes it's got, sometimes it's just, you know what it is more than anything? I respect their expulsion so much, and I respect Jimmy Butler so much. And I just have a hard time envisioning this great coach and this great player losing four straight games and being the first team ever in the history of the league to go and lose four straight games. They will not win game seven. I don't care how damn tough they are. They lose on Saturday night. They're dead on Monday night. Dead. D-E-A-D. They are dead. So here's how I'm playing this. I'm taking Miami on the money line. Forget the points. I'm taking them on the money line in game six. I am also to Raheem's point, though. Because I think it's a good opportunity for me now. And I kind of wish I did this before game five or before game four. But whatever. What's done is done. I'm going to take the Celtics to win the title. Because to your point, Raheem, if they win this series and they have home court advantage, I think Denver will be favored. 130, 150, somewhere along the lines of that. I'm going to get a better number now. So at least it kind of minimizes some damage for me. So that's what I'm doing. Keep money line, and if I donate a little with the Celtics to win the title, so be it. So be it. Yeah, I definitely think it's a good. That's a good way to hedge hedge off of that. Um, so I'm not mad at that. Honestly, um, Bill's gonna be mad when he hears this, but. As a guy who is a Sixers fan and is tired of being punished by the Celtics team, I want to see maximum pain. I want the Celtics to take this to seven, and I want them to lose on a Jimmy Butler buzzer beater. That's what I'm hoping for wow. as a fan. That would, that'd be, that'd be wow. great. I mean, listen, I just hope they lose. I mean, I'm right there with you. And maybe this hey. is, in all seriousness, this Heat and Six pick might be my heart talking. It, it might be because, as I told you guys the other day, and it's even worse now. I said, so my sister was at the um, the game when Jeter and A-Rod were there. So she's a big Yankee fan like me. She met Jeter. She's all Google Gaga. Send Simmons the picture. Simmons is like, house, thank him. Thank him for showing up with A-Rod. And I'm like, dude, they can't. I, he already, he's got his book. He's got his Red Sox. I can't have another Boston team now having a 3-0 comeback. I can't, man. I can't do it. They're tormenting us. Like, why are they doing this to, the, to us, JJ? I don't understand. Uh, it's annoying. It's annoying. Sorry, Bill, I love you, but uh, enough. Enough. If you See, here's the thing, House. If they just won the series, this wouldn't bother me as much. I'd be like, whatever. You I know, understand. Like, 
Yeah. The 3 crap is, is like, ugh, it's cringeworthy. It's, it's why, like, this is the thing. The only thing, like, I love doing this East Coast bias. JJ in New York, Dream in Philadelphia, me in D.C. The only thing, we we need to, like, figure out a way, like, uh, you know, before the, the East, the conference finals next year, to sit down and be in a room. We need to be in a war room and talk it all the way through. Because I bet be, th- this Celtics team, is the ultimate fuck around and find out. All they do is mess around out there. So when I'm sitting there looking at how do I want to bet this series, I bet Miami to win the series. I bet the the series to go six, a minimum of six games. I bet Miami to win in game seven. All, all because of this this goddamn Celtics nonsense all season long. Really, you know, from from uh, Christmas onward. So. If if we had been in a room together, I would have made my case for getting a little bit of that exposure into y'all's portfolios as well. But I know it we, we, it'll all work out for all of us. So We've basically, all, you telling me that up. next year, so next year at this time before the conference finals, we need to set up uh, maybe yeah. a steak and chops yeah. and golf. Oh weekends. yeah, without a doubt. That's it. That's exactly I'm what I'm saying. And we'll even come to you, house, by the way. The wedding will the, be the done the at East this Coast point. East Coast bias. <laughs> That's right. Just don't, book me at the, just don't book me at the Watergate. I don't want any trouble. <laughs> it's, it's clean now. It's clean. They got the bugs house, out of there. You, house, you got, we hear the food podcast. You got all the food spots in D.C. So we coming oh, down know, there. I got the food spots in D.C., but look, their food spots in Philly are not to be trifled with. And, and obviously, New York is New York, so. We will make something. We we need to set up our our war room, though. We will get this correct next year here on East Coast Bias, fellas. I love it. I love it. So, how's quickly uh, your lean for Game Six? Celtics Heat. Celtics. Raheem, I know you'll have a pod tomorrow, so you don't have to spoil the fun. Uh, do you? Uh, I'll let you kind of tease tomorrow's pod. Are you feeling a strong lean, or are you feeling a so-so lean right now on the game? Or maybe it's more the total. I don't know. Okay, so this total actually opened up at, I think it opened up at 211 and a half. It's down to 210 and a half. And, you know, I never blindly play trends when it comes to handicapping games or, or totals, but like game six unders have historically been profitable. They are 91 and 66, hitting 58% since 2005. Um, obviously, we played the under tonight. You see, you saw a massive correction. I mean, we had the under 215 and a half. It went down to 211 and a half. I don't want to play this under yet just because I want to see what the status is of, of Gabe Vincent. Um, but I'm leaning in that direction. Obviously, we'll be getting the worst of it at 210. But I think you got to wait this out. And then honestly, from a side perspective, I mean, I think they adjusted a ton. Um, so you still want to wait on that Gabe Vincent news. Um, we're probably going to have some props, though. I'm going to be honest with you. I just think the side and the total are really sharp right now. Well, buddy, I look forward to you getting in the lab. And when I am waking up Saturday morning dog sitting before I drive out east, I'll have a 100 to put in the car and uh, I'll find out what those props may be. Uh, House, I know you're in the beltway. The Baltimore Orioles are a pain in the ass, dude. They got it. They got a good baseball team. Uh, I, I had to mention that because they took two out of three from my beloved New York Yankees. And I really like the Orioles this year. I wish I bet them as an over, well, by the way. It gives me great, great, great pleasure because the Orioles were my team until Peter Angelos came in and ruined them. But that was I had season tickets to the Orioles, JJ. We used to sit down and go through this. I was in Camden Yards when Camden Yards opened. I had season tickets in that joint. Uh, so many heartbreaking moments to the gosh darn Yankees. If I ever meet Jeffrey Mayer, 
I'm going to give him a bad piece of pizza. Just let I it be. Let, let that be known. Yeah, you know, I work with. I work. You're with not a. You're oh, not a ahead. Nationals fan. No, he is. You're, I am now. He made the switch. As soon as, soon as Angelos came in and ruined the Orioles' way, I jumped right onto the Nationals. But a lot of, a lot was, of folks did that. A lot of folks did that down there because Angelos is such. You know, don't get me started. Yeah. Don't get house started. Um, I mentioned that Jeffrey Mayer play, by the way, to Todd Zeal, one of your former Orioles house who I see all the time at SNY. I, I remind him of Jeffrey Mayer and Timo Perez way too much for his liking. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. On that note, Raheem, house, guys, have a fantastic Memorial Day weekend. Thanks to all our troops, our men and women who fight for our country. Wanted to throw that out there. My uncle, one of them. So give him a ton of credit for that. Wargone Warrior. Enjoy the weekend. Love you, buddy. Good work as always. Boys, we'll chat next week. The NBA Finals. Let's go. Let's go. Be good, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday. I'm still sleeping. I also like ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side by side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.